Hello and welcome to Soul Self. I'm your host, Shana, a board certified coach and trauma healer, a double fire sign, Anagram 7 and 8 generator. I know it's a lot, but I'm here for it. I'm speaking on all the things that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Also, fearlessly speaking on important but taboo topics. So prepare for inspiration, no bullshit approach of getting straight to the point. I'll have you thinking and taking action in your life. Here we talk all things brain, womb health, masculine, feminine, polarity and embodiment, dating, sex, pleasure, relationships, spirituality, magic, manifesting, God, and so much more. For more of my offerings, including ways to work with me, self-paced programs, monthly subscription, spells, masterclasses, and even an apothecary of lunar charge in Reiki-infused candles, fat soaks, oils, and more, check out bloomshakti.com. Hi friends, there's a lot on my mind, so let's just fucking get into today's episode. So what I'm seeing is that there's a lot of women with mental overload, and there's a lot of studies that actually show that there's more women that are burnt out, and women actually get burnt out a lot more easily than men, okay? And in today's episode, I really want to talk through all of this and give you guys some tips and just help you feel less alone in all this because you're not alone when it comes to the burnout and mental load. And it's something that really stems from the issue of us women not valuing the feminine needs and the feminine desires and what the feminine brings to the table, right? We value the masculine traits and we are devaluing the feminine traits like cooking for the family. That's seen as simple. It doesn't require much energy. You should be able to whip that shit up in three seconds. That should be done on top of working rather than you know, back in the day, it wasn't that on top of working, it was that's what they would do, right? That would be their day is harvesting and cooking and nurturing the children, because that was seen as a full time job. And it's really funny how back in the day, some people would see women as devalued and not valued as much because of quality, right? And I see that point. But I also see I see both points. I also see that the feminine was valued more in that the way the feminine brought value was valued. So they're cooking, they're nurturing, they're healing, they're looking after, they're mothering, they're community building. That was seen as high value. And what's happened is as we've become more masculine, and that's where it's like the feminist movement is too active sometimes because so many of us have become too active in our masculine. And as a result, the collective has the collective of all of us living on planet earth right now, we've devalued the importance of the feminine and we see it as less than. And part of where that stems from is we see that as women as being less than. If we as women started to value more of the feminine roles, we would make the change. And what's happening is women are waiting for other people to make the change, right? We're waiting for a politician to do something. Politician doesn't do shit about valuing the feminine roles and duties again. And I don't mean duties as in like it's our duty to cook. I mean, I mean, just don't fucking overthink it, right? And this really starts with us. It starts with you and your friends and your coworkers as women. You have to value this shit. 
You have to value the feminine in order for others to see the value. When we don't value it, then we don't value it. Then we're not valuing it. We're not selling the value of it so to other people. So they're not seeing how important this task is. So think about that for a second. If you're not valuing the feminine qualities or you want the fe- feminine values to be valued in yourself, make sure you're valuing it for yourself. Because the reality is women are taking on more and more and more. There's a lot of us that are trying to rebalance into our feminine and that's fantastic. In this modern day and age, you have to remember on top of our load of just working and looking after our family or looking out for our family or just working, on top of that load is taking on more and more when it comes to consumption of content, when it comes to social media, when it comes to TV shows, when it comes to shit happening in the world, when it comes to obligations with friendships or working things, networking events, all these other things that we are putting on our plate on top of, you know, separate from raising a family or working or whatever, right? And it's these small consistent things that are not in alignment for you that are causing that overwhelming mental overload and burnout. So Hi friends, quick interruption in today's episode. I wanted to let you know that if you go to bloomshakti.com under podcast directory, all my podcast episodes are categorized by topic or theme. There is some overlap, but I know that not every episode is going to resonate with everyone. So if there's something that you want to hear me speak on, whether it's trauma, mindset, men, or witchy spiritual stuff, then make sure to check out the directory on my website. And as a reminder, if you do a Apple podcast review, screenshot it, email it over to me at bloomshakthehealing at gmail.com, you will receive an exclusive track for that beautiful energy exchange. So there you have it. And now let's go on with this episode. Now, there has been a decline in female happiness, and this is a very real thing. Stats have literally shown that women have gotten more and more unhappy over time, and At the same time, their rights and the equality and what they're able to do in life has increased, which is weird because you would think that as our rights increase as women and what we're able to do and what's normalized for women nowadays, you would think that correlates with increase in happiness levels, but it's actually done the opposite. So does that mean that women should go back to not having equal rights? Fuck no, that's not what I'm saying. What it's actually saying when you go further into it and dig and dig and dig is that it's because women can now add so much more to their plate. That's where the issue is coming from. Most women, either they're working full-time jobs, they are taking on the vast majority of household duties compared to their partners. Even if they, like you, listen, okay, you and your man are working the same amount of hours, but you end up doing more because of the amount of work you do in the household. And I understand not every man wants to be cooking dinner and mopping the floor. I get that, okay? So it's not that then some of the arguments can be really unhelpful of like, oh, well, you and your partner should share 50-50 of the household chores. That's great in hindsight. And some men fucking suck at doing laundry. So do you want all your white clothes to get red and pinks on it? No, right? So he's not going to do the laundry. And I know some women's arguments are like, oh, then just teach him, just teach him. He needs to do the same. And my argument is, okay, and where is that need coming from, right? Where is that anger and bitterness and fighting coming from? Because if you hate doing the laundry too, then cool. Maybe you guys need to hire a house cleaner 
and put that into something you need to make sure you have money for if you both really don't want to do the laundry, for example, right? I think for a lot of women, firstly, I do not like doing all the house stuff myself. Like, I do not put things together. I like to cook once in a while. I literally have to be in the mood. Cleaning, I don't mind, but I'm not going to be cleaning 24-7. Once I'm clean, everything's clean, it needs to fucking stay that way, right? And when it comes to gender role stuff, I say do what works for each couple's dynamics, right? It's always going to be different. I say do what you actually enjoy doing. So for example, I would want to feed Raj. I would want to clean. Not all the time. Once it's clean, you better fucking keep it clean. I would do laundry every other day, saying like if I lived with a man, right? My husband. If a light bulb goes out or something like that, I would expect him to do it. If a sink is leaking, if, you know, those manly kind of things. Um, And I think it's important to take things off each other's plate and support one another. Not sticking to a rule book of like, you're a man, pull half your weight, blah, blah, blah. Because at the end of the day, there's some things that just aren't worth fighting for, right? I think about that a lot. Like, you need to ask, like, is this worth me being a bitch over? Probably not. Just shut up and do it, right? And move on. Or else it's going to turn into this bitter energy that lingers for like five hours. God forbid, five years or more, right? But when it comes to the decline in women's happiness, it's attributed to women taking on too much. So research and science actually shows like the way that our hormones are, adrenals, our hormone profile, right? Our reproductive system, etc., We cannot handle as much stress as men can. So we have a limit before they have a limit. So that's why we burn out before they do. That's why we start crying and we're stressed about things. We hit that limit because our adrenals cannot take as much stress. Men can take more stress. They can be fight or flight mode forever because they're hunters, right? They can be in this fight or flight burnout mode for years before they're actually burnt out. For us women, two weeks and we're like done. I need a three week vacation. And this is when women are in tune with themselves, right? Like if a woman is taking drugs constantly on coffee, what have you, she's not going to be as in tune with herself. She's just going to be go, go, go. And when it comes to men and women needing, like when it comes to self-inflicted pressure, which is what it is, It can be externally inflicted, but that's when you're allowing it and then you're choosing someone else to pressure you, therefore you're pressuring yourself. When it comes to this internal pressure that we inflict on ourselves, it often comes from a place of not deserving enough. I want validation, I'm not enough as I am, etc. So we're trying to get something from essentially like burning ourselves out, right? We wear burning out as a badge of honor. I worked hard. I tried to do it all. And finally, now I deserve rest because I've literally burnt out and I have to rest, right? So many women, and I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. Like it's taken me a long time to do, but so many of us feel like I can't just give myself rest. Then I'm going to be labeled as lazy or not doing enough, or I'm not working hard enough. So we work and work and work. And for a lot of us, it can be from this deep seated place of like, not feeling enough or needing validation and that can be passed down from our moms 
right? Feeling like they have to really like work hard and bust their ass in order to be allowed to rest, right? If you grew up in that kind of, you know, and society inflicts it on us too. So it's something generational that's passed down and you get to break that cycle. But what happens is if you get really addicted to, I need this validation, I need to feel enough, I need this sense of deservingness, etc. Then what we find is that people are going down less than ideal routes to get fake energy, essentially, to push through. So there's a lot of people, there's a higher percentage of people that take Adderall, for example, who don't need Adderall, right? And if you don't know what Adderall is, it's a medication for ADHD. People don't really need it, but because they're fucking exhausted and they can't focus because they're so fucking tired and overwhelmed, they take a drug to allow them to focus for a little bit. So quickly talking about focus drink, okay? When you're burnt out, when you're overwhelmed, when you have this huge mental overload, it makes it hard to focus because your brain is so exhausted, so overwhelmed That basically when you're trying to focus on one task, your brain can't because it's focused on all the other tasks that you have to get done because there's this extensive list of things to do. And someone listening might be like, Shayna, that's so much easier said than done. I'm a mom of five, etc. And I get that. And I'm not saying that this is an easy thing to do. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it is possible if you fucking want it. And every person has a different way of figuring out their way of of how to get this mental load off their brain so that they can actually focus and be productive so they don't have a huge mental overload, right? What I want you to realize is if you have a massive mental overload and weight on your shoulder, the responsibility, one, you're putting it on yourself. So you're in a self-fulfilling prophecy, self-sabotaging. And two, the only way to not feel like there's this huge mental load is to get a grip of your procrastination, perfectionism, your time management, and productivity. So a lot of you have asked me to do episodes of like the overdiagnosis of like ADHD and stuff. And maybe I'll do that in the future. But quickly on that, I know that a lot of my clients have ADHD or their partners do. And there's an extreme form of ADHD and then there's the form of where it's inflicted by society and social media and the mental overload and then there's where you can't focus and you're procrastinating all the time and you're getting overwhelmed and your brain's just jumping everywhere and you're focusing on making boxes flat instead of doing the work that you need to do right the thing is for a lot of us women we need to embrace how we work We need to embrace that we can't do it all at once, that we can't be on it any and every point of the day. We can't work like men. And as soon as you start to embrace that, there's this sense of acceptance, self-acceptance that brings relief to your body so that you can actually start to work in a more productive way Because you're not shaming yourself, belittling yourself, beating yourself down all the fucking time, which doesn't help you become more productive, right? So remembering that if you're wanting to have a long-lasting health, long-lasting success, long-lasting healthy relationships, being able to manifest and attracting wealth, 
What is the one key thing? Your stress being low. Most of us don't have low stress levels these days, right? I've had my own journey with stress and I used to be addicted to stress. I was addicted to the hustle. I was addicted to being burnt out. I wore it as a badge of honor, right? I put that over my social life. And then when I started doing all this feminine work, you know, it's not all just fucking airy fairy. It was about me executing, going about and doing things in a smarter way, right? Making 20 hours a day isn't going to make me more money. It's about working smarter, not harder. And I'm not saying, oh, just become a fucking entrepreneur and have group programs. Like, that's not what I mean. What I'm saying is honing in on time management, on productivity, and on you knowing your strengths. You knowing your strengths, what time of day you work best, all those little things. You know, there's minute shifts that you can be making in your life that will give you the most dramatic results. And the subtle shift is you sitting and thinking, what do I want my life to feel like? Take inventory of that right now. What do I want my life to feel like? And another thing is a lot of us have these labels. We put ourselves in these boxes based on the stories we've told ourselves. Working a certain amount of hours, working a certain job, working in a certain place, working on the weekends, living in a certain place, wearing certain clothes, doing a certain kind of exercise. We get ourselves stuck in what we've been telling ourselves forever and it can really limit us from making changes that can be massively dramatic, right? So for example, I had a client who basically made living in New York everything for her. It was, it was she convinced herself it was her home and you know, she wasn't going to go anywhere. So she basically gave NYC a huge responsibility, right? Then she met the man of her dreams and she decided to move to Florida. And guess what? She is fucking thriving in Florida. Like more so her nervous system is so much more regulated, like her feet's in the grass. She's sun kissed. Like, you know, it's not as hectic and little things like that. You know, she's relaxing in a home of her own, not a loud fucking city, right? It makes all the difference. And she really took herself out of the box. And since moving to Florida, she can actually say that her life has gotten better. Her health has gotten better. Her mindset, her happiness, you know, her sleep, everything. And of course she misses NYC, right? The social aspect, the friends. But like whenever she's actually home, right? In Florida, because she travels quite a bit. It's like the loud noises, the driving through the city, walking to the grocery store, like all that stuff. Like she doesn't have to deal with any of that. There's so many luxuries that come with not living in New York City. And New York City is luxurious in some ways, but it's also like fucking crowded, right? And disgusting in other ways. Um, I've never been, I've always wanted to, but I actually read that New York City is the most expensive place to live in in the world now. So yeah, I think, I think it's probably a hard to, a hard city to live in like logistically. So yeah, who knows? 
I digress. So I think the main issue is that so many of us think that we have to work our ass off and we have to get to the point of burnout to deserve something versus if it was easy, we don't deserve it, right? How many of us relate to that? If it was easy, we don't deserve it. If it was in flow, if we didn't get sick along the way, if we're not fucking exhausted, we didn't deserve it. So I think we really need to change the story of how we get to work and live our lives because my belief and my knowing, and I take my clients to this, is like, you can have it all, you can do it all. The execution has to be very particular in order for you to be able to do it all without the burnout and surviving on five cups of coffee a day. And here's the thing. We used to, as women, not be the ones to make the choices, right? And what's interesting is if you've watched Sex Life, Sasha's the perfect example, right? Sasha's on this hunt to like show women that like we get to live our lives we get to you know whatever like this isn't new we've had it we've had equality for a long time right we've made our own choices for a good decent chunk of time now and what sometimes happens is women think because I can now finally make a choice I finally have a right you push everything else out that is slightly old fashioned, like for example, being in a relationship, moving somewhere for a man. And instead you focus on the one thing that women couldn't get before, right? Like careers, like, see, I can, I can make a choice as a woman. I can do this, but it's like, no one said you can't like, yeah, of course you can. But what I want you to hone in on is like, if we can all make our own choices as women, can we make the choice to have it all? in a way that actually feels good can we make the choice that we are worthy of having the career the health the man the love the friends the money the house the happiness the peace right if we can make a choice then you can choose to do something for a man and it doesn't make you weak and you could do something for your career And you don't have to choose one or the other because now we can choose what our life is like. And in sex life, Sasha used to be like, oh yeah, we have to show women that we can be independent, that we can make our own choices. And it's like, Sasha, if they can make their own choices, then you're allowed to make your own choice of having your career and having him, right? If you don't know what I'm talking about, then watch Sex Life on Netflix. I'm going to break this down next week. So... Basically, you can make your own choice, ladies, okay? I want you to make, like, think about the choices you know you want to make and you keep telling yourself you can't do it, you don't have this, you don't have that, you don't have the money. You do. And don't let yourself fall into this victim mindset of, I don't have the time, I don't have this. That's what women are constantly telling themselves. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't, right? And guess what? That becomes our life of, I can't, I don't, I shouldn't, etc., you can. So with Shakti Alchemy, which is open for enrollment and we start in June, the link is in the show notes. There's a podcast episode. I did it as well. 
this is the go-to program to heal all your traumas and this is such an amazing program. It's a no-brainer because if you do the math, it just makes sense. It's seven weeks. You get a ton of content straight to the point. No fluff in the calls. <clears throat> We're going straight to the dirty business. Um, but this is a no-brainer, super easy program. You show up to the live calls two hours a week and you listen to the additional content as you can. The thing is, you can do it. You just have to give yourself permission to choose the things that are going to bring more into your life. And you might be making the excuses of like, oh yeah, there's no money. But you need to choose what brings you more into your own life. What are the things that are going to bring more happiness, more love, more health, more time, more space, more relaxation, more expansion? Those are the things that I encourage you to start to put your focus towards because those things are going to reap you major rewards and putting your focus towards those things are going to get you a high return on investment. Focusing, like having single focus on your career, on proving a point, of getting back at someone, of trying to get validation, it's empty. And when you get it, it feels empty. If you can do the things that are continuously going to allow you, like in every area of your life, feel full, that's what's going to work, right? If we focus on one area, we can start to notice bigger spaces in other areas. It's kind of like when you go to a doctor and you're like, here are all my problems. And he's like, oh, I can only answer this one. I don't know about the rest. You feel shitty about the rest, right? And I've always said like, if you come to me, you come for me to me for everything. The mindset, the men, the trauma, the manifesting, everything. Because I want you to leave feeling like everything you're struggling with is able to be healed. And everything has an answer. Because it does. Right? So many of us stay on this busy train and we do it to ourselves. We stay in this mental overload, burnout, because... You know, we ram our calendars too full. We don't know how to say no. We don't prioritize slowing down. We don't prioritize intimacy. That is a big one with ourselves and with others. We're lazy. We don't put in the effort to, you know, make our lives better and doable, to make our lives less stressful. It does require a little bit of effort. Sorry to be bearer of bad news, but, you know, you can't have a magical fairy godmother. Just, you know, whisk and have everything be done. You are the reason why your life is so full and you feel like there's so much to do and not enough time. So the only person that's going to get you out of burnout and the overwhelming overload, mental overload, is you. Now, that can be disempowering or very empowering. To me, that's empowering because that's like, yeah, I can fucking fix it, right? You don't need to find the right person to fix it. You're sitting right here. You can fix it. All this means is you need to believe that it's worth fixing and that you can fix it because you can. A hundred thousand percent, you can. And really, ladies, it's about sustainability. Sustainability is 
what I desire for all of you to have as well. Be in a place where you feel like your life is really sustainable, right? And this is important because us as women, we already have this big mental overload just to start with because we're so empathetic. We're worrying about everyone else. We're trying to be, you know, our best selves, have our job, get a shave and be on top of our self-care, working out, eating healthy, be the best daughter, be the best mother, whatever, right? Like all these hats that we wear. You're caring for your business or your children and yourself. Like, and sometimes it can feel like you never get a break, especially when you have busy social calendars as well, right? And pressure on you. And 13,000 other things that you have to fit into your life. And we often feel like we just can't do it all. We want to do it all. The, the key is, if you want to do it all, you don't have to want to do it all. But if you are trying to do it all, but you feel like you can't do it all, but you want to be able to do it all, I get that. Because I I feel like we're fed this in society. But I used to think that I had to let something go or something had to fall apart. You know, if I'm, for example, dating someone seriously, Right. You don't have to take something off of your plate or dump your man to have a successful business. It rings true for you if you are not embracing feminine leadership because then you're trying to lead like a man and you're doing everything that doesn't feel in alignment with your mind, body, soul, spirit, with your health, everything, right? Nothing feels in alignment because you're not doing it with feminine leadership versus if you're doing it with feminine leadership, it just comes more naturally and with more ease. Otherwise, you're burning yourself out and you're going to be in a fucking hospital bed where you're ending one part of your life because you're in your fucking masculine all the time, trying to lead like a man. So I want you to think, what is really causing your burnout, right? What's causing a woman's burnout and the mental load that women say they have all the time is women doing it all not in the right way. So if you have poor time management, if you don't ask for help, if you are a people pleaser, then get your ass in boundary queen. If you don't know how to say no, if you don't know how to properly prioritize, you're going to be burnt out before you know it. And on the note of prioritizing, writing things out is so good. It's so powerful because if you write it out, you're actually 30% more likely to actually get it done. And I think it's so important to prioritize things that bring you into flow, right? Keep your life in flow. So women are not meant to do everything, to be dealing with as much as we are right now. Our hormones do not allow for it, right? Hence the increase in hormonal imbalances. Like 80% of women actually struggle with hormonal imbalances, whether they know it or not. So we need to find a new way of managing it all without our happiness, our health, our relationships, or our fucking dreams going down the drain. So if you're ready to be in your feminine, even when you feel the call to lead, then you need to get into Shakti Alchemy. Clearing out all that trauma, then you're able to embody your feminine in every moment, right? Whether you're engaging with your partner, your boss, your kids, I want you to feel like you can now do it all too with ease. 
And that is what Shakti Alchemy is going to give you at the end of seven weeks. You're not alone when you feel like you're pulled in a thousand different directions. If you're devaluing your role as a lover or a mother or feel like you have to be someone else to feel like you are enough, please join us in Shakti Alchemy. The mental overload that women are carrying, it's not just exhausting, it's causing them to feel uninspired, disengaged from their heart, disconnected from their creativity. The hustle is not even giving you the validation that you're trying to achieve. So we need to stop thinking that we need to choose. We need to start believing and learning that we can do it all. We just need to change the execution of it all. We don't need to fit into a box. We need to embrace our feminine leadership. We need to attract instead of chase, receive instead of give so much, right? And if you want to join Check the Alchemy, I hope this episode really lit a fire under your ass to change some things, to reevaluate some things when it comes to why are you causing yourself to burn out, right? Like what hamster wheel are you putting yourself on? What box or labels are you putting on yourself that's causing you to do this to yourself? So join Check the Alchemy. There's an episode on it. There's a page about it. Make sure to please leave a review if you haven't already. Send this to your bestie. Tag me on the gram and I will talk to you all next week. I hope this episode has left you feeling empowered and you're walking away with wisdom and action steps. I would really appreciate if you could share this episode with someone that you feel would benefit. Maybe even tag me on Instagram and definitely do an Apple podcast review so that more people can find me and I can fulfill my mission of helping people. Also, if you do an Apple podcast review, make sure to take a screenshot so that you can email it to bloomshakyhealing at gmail.com and and receive an exclusive track just for doing the Apple podcast review as my thank you to you for that wonderful energy exchange.